Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today by Lori Lindsay, former U.S. international midfielder. We're here to chat all things weekend recap. We have a lot of games to go through. We've got NWSL action that we've got to chat a little bit about. We've got WSL action that we've got to chat about. I'm excited about that. We This is going to be like our first Women's Super League recap. So I'm excited for that. We've been, we're thick in NWSL playoff push right now. So two different energies, I think, for two different leagues and, and different phases of their season, season at the moment. So we're going to take a couple deep dives in some of the games here from across the weekend. But, uh, but first, thanks everybody for joining us. Quick reminder to watch all of our Attacking Thirds episodes, previews, recaps, interviews on YouTube. Subscribe to our page to get notified whenever we go live at youtube.com slash attacking third. Lori? Thanks for being here again. Lisa's still out. She's like still enjoying her vacation. Hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed, right? That she's she's getting the R and R, and and you're back with me again, Abel. I, I have I have someone to talk soccer with uh, again. <laughs> I don't have to be on here alone and, and rambling into the void. <laughs> How are you doing today? Yeah, great to see you. What a weekend! Oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I even shot you a text after the Aston Villa. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, well, I was ready. Uh, Lori and I were chatting a little bit before we, we hit live here, and I, I was ready to come on here and say, I'm pretty sure we got every single one of these picks wrong, but we ran down down uh, some of the picks, and we were like, actually, that's not totally correct. But for sure, Aston Aston Villa and, and, and Manchester City, we'll have some fun with that one when we, uh, when we dive into it. Let's let's kick things off, though, here. Let's Let's chat a bit about... NWSL because one of the things that we were, you know, talking a bit about in the preview of this stuff, and we're going to sort of kind of have this energy through the remainder of the month, quite frankly, yeah. is like some of these matchups that when we take a look at them 
in the weeks ahead. They're going to have a certain amount of storylines going into them, a certain amount of energy and urgency around them because they're going to have those like playoff push or playoff bound type of narratives around them. Right. And there were a ton of those types of games taking place this weekend. So let's get into them. We're actually going to go in chronological order here. So maybe this one isn't, uh, you know, particularly on people's radars. Like, hey, like this was going to be one that had like massive playoff uh, implications. But we had Racing Louisville and Orlando Pride kick things off on Friday. Louisville picking up all three points. Their first win since May 22nd, a 2-0 victory over Orlando Pride. Laurie, when we were talking about this game, we made we made our picks. We went with Louisville in this one. And we said, listen, because of some of the matchups that are going on and because of some of those because of some of those storylines around some of those particular matches, that maybe this was one where we we're still going to get a good game. Mm-hmm. But going to have a little bit different energy because with you have Louisville side here that knows what their end game is. The end game is, hey, we have to we're done. We're out of contention for the playoffs. We've got to build up to next season going up against an Orlando uh, pride team. That's kind of been knocked down a few pegs in that kind of outside looking in kind of brink of elimination scenario. So we, we were curious of the type of game we're going to get. But a couple good goals here. Nadim. In the in the tenth minute, Demello fiftieth minute, all three points. What were some of your th- thoughts in this game? Yeah, well, I'm thinking that's our only correct pick. So <laughs> we started the weekend off strong, and then then that went wild. But okay. um, for us, um, no, listen, I think it's exactly right. I thought you know the first like what was it the first couple minutes where Tim Rack it was like kind of like the off the training ground set piece, and then yep. Tim Rack hit the post. You know, those are the things that I think. At this point in time, depending on where you are, sit like, you know, we and we'll talk about um, Kansas City, but um, being the last game of the weekend, but that team seems to have like some energy behind them, right? And I think sometimes it, it depends on like where you are in the season and how much you have going for you or not, whether or not that affects the game. And I think with the Tim Rack hitting the post, that could have changed the course of this game, obviously going up one zero early on. But I think it allowed Louisville to like work their way in and then started to get some control. And listen, one of the things that we said coming into this this weekend in that game in particular is, are we going to see Louisville, since they don't have really anything to play for this season, are we going to see them play a little bit more freer? And I think we did. And listen, you have also have Jess McDonald, you have Nadim, you have DeMello who scored the, the second goal. Those three players leading the attack, I mean, that is a, a great attack. And you can kind of say this for – some of the other teams too. I mean, have they been playing their best soccer? Have they, is their record showing the talent that they have? I would say probably not. Like, listen, they haven't had a lot of great um, results too, but I thought that was a fantastic ball from Jess McDonald. Oh man. I mean, in Ekic had made a run for like a little cutback ball, but actually opened up some of that space. And then mm-hmm. to be able to pinpoint that ball across to Nadim for the tap in, I thought it was one of the best goals of the weekend, quite frankly. Was. So I, I, I also thought that, that Katie Lund had a, another fantastic yeah, showing in that for, for this team. I mean, it's not like Orlando wasn't active, right? Mm-hmm. In the final third. So having to come up, with a couple big saves there, um, or not a couple, but several big saves there in, in, in this game for for Louisville, I think sort of kept things in check for yeah. racing along the way. And uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think that was one of the things we were also talking a little bit about. It's like when it comes to this this racing Louisville side, it's like 
yeah, you kind of know what your end game is here. You're not going to the playoffs. You got to build up for for next year. But that that we also included the coaching that we were like, look, like what is Bjorkgren going to show here mm-hmm. to to his players, to the to the franchise, to the supporters who have been going out to these games and and showing up for racing. Like what to to look for down the line here. And and I sort of felt like, hey, finally we're getting these like plethora of players all together. You know, you have your young, your young players, you have your, your veteran players, your, your Nadim, your McDonald, your, you know, your, your new, uh, you know, international acquisition in, in Washington, like get them together on yeah. the pitch, start like having them, you know, really like at the same time. And we wanted to see that. And we got to see that a bit um, in this game. So maybe, you know, uh, this is the first of the, of the last remaining uh, couple games where we'll get to maybe see racing, put some things uh, to, together down the stretch. But uh, this, this one, I think was, a, was the fun one to kind of kick off uh the, the weekend of action and like you said it kind of maybe was it gave us a little bit of disillusion we were like oh yeah we made a good pick here like we'll be all right <laughs> let's keep it moving uh we got to washington spirit versus new jersey new york gotham fc this one i think we felt similarly we we're like spirit are like kind of got to play with a bit of sense of urgency they're the, one of those teams in the bottom half of the table that need so many things to go their way and the only real thing that they can control right now in front of them is to win they got to win out and hope that everything else has kind of worked out in their favor around them so for for this one uh 2-0 uh going up uh, against gotham getting the win in this one goals from mckeown and sanchez late in the game poached love a poacher goal in this yeah. one. some of your thoughts on this game Lori? yeah i think this is what we expected right like we, yeah. i think one of the the kind of storylines with the spirit has been they have been in or better in every game just haven't gotten the results and so now two consecutive victories i mean actually this is another good pick for us i mean we really did start strong <laughs> so uh, think after this however um yeah so i mean it's a bummer because actually they are completely out now right they can't i think they're uh, you know what I should have had up? Shout out to Jason Anderson, our colleague. He, yeah. he has a great piece on Pro Soccer Wire right now that 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 has yeah. like so many of the insane kind of scenarios for for every uh, single team. There's there's a bunch of tiebreakers uh, I think in play. Right, yeah. So yeah. for this one, that'll be the case for North Carolina. I think too, they need some help and stuff too. But yes, check out that piece because it is excellent. Um, but listen, I, I enjoyed this game. It's what we thought. I mean, Trinity Rodman, Sanchez continue to lead the way, right? You've seen McKeon, who's who can score goals. I mean, it's this is this is what we thought. And I think at this point in time, too, you have to keep going if um, you're Gotham. I mean, it's always going to be tough to try to get yourself out of this um, but with like a sort of an early goal for, well, actually it was the 51st minute, but yeah. a dominant. Um, you're looking, I think, I think you're looking at a, a second half where, the spirit just were like, okay, yeah. that's enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> like you could tell there was a reset button that was kind of hit in in the in, in halftime. That was something that I was looking at too. Or I know that in, in the preview we wanted to look at, we're like, hey, like this Gotham team that we're seeing down the stretch here is uh, competitive. They're looking a little bit more competitive in a different way than they were maybe in, in months prior. Yeah. Like the energy is just different kind of coming into these games. Um, maybe the scoreline doesn't reflect that, but I think when you're looking in the timing in which these goals took place, you kind of look at it and see maybe it was a little bit perhaps of a, a more even, you know, first half compared to to the second half here for Gotham where they finally, or for the spirit, excuse me, where they finally got the, the breakthrough goals here for yeah. them. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and I think I completely agree with that. And I think we've we even heard like some of the players for Gotham saying now they're looking to be a, a spoiler, right, in this. Um, so it's exactly what you expect. Uh, but it's unfortunate because I think this Washington Spirit team is, is fun and they're good, yeah. right? And I would have liked to see them, um, again, check out Jason Anderson's yeah. <laughs> um, article, but... Yeah. Um, Look, the math, the math is still there. The math yeah. is still there, but it's just like there's just the scenarios are just like yeah, they're like out of this world for order yeah. in order for it to happen. Like you've got like three or four other teams who need to be involved right. in in some other um, having some missteps, let's say uh, along along the way. Uh, but loved uh, loved the the ending, the second goal here for yeah. you know for for the spirit. Just you know, tough. Tough break for somebody like a Michelle Betos, you know, veteran goalkeeper of this league. But um, you have somebody like like Sanchez. You got to be better with the feet there, right? Going in in, in those type of uh, kind of especially late game scenarios. At this at this point, it's it's one zero, and you still kind of kind of have that energy that that anything can happen. But Sanchez just hovering and hovering, and just waiting for the for the perfect timing and being able to have the presence of mind to to stay with it and kind of slot that away. I thought was really really good for for the young player. Yeah, I agree. One thing too, I think that maybe there's been some talk about this, but I think this this Washington team is a lot deeper than it's been given credit for. I mean, they've had yeah. they've been riddled with some injuries of some key oh, players yeah. throughout this entire season, and again, the results haven't been there, but they have certainly been in the games, or if not, yeah. the better team majority of that. So uh, it's yeah. been it's been interesting to see some of these these players like rise to the occasion, even step up, right, um, mm-hmm. in, in different ways. And Mikion early on injured, but obviously is a goal scorer and important piece. So um, still without like a Andy Sullivan. Yeah, that's Andy's- a big. Those are those that's those are big points to make. Yeah. Quite frankly, I mean, yeah, that's a huge piece in, in Sullivan. I mean, particularly across their defensive line, right? Like having Sonic, who's been in and out constantly with uh, lingering injuries, and O'Hara Brooks out this game. Yes, yes, so. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's just kind of it was like, what's this going to look like defensively for for them? But. Uh, shut out kind of bodes well, right? For mm-hmm. for what that means for them, uh, we'll see where the spirit go <laughs> after this, and and uh, all the wild scenarios that have to to come into play for them to continue to be in in, in contention. Another team uh, still on the hunt, uh, North Carolina Courage, yeah, taking on OL Rain. We talked about it in the preview. We're like, look, North Carolina Courage, one of the hottest teams right now. Going into this match, I believe they had a bit of a, a win streak going on. I think they had three under their belt, um, scoring goals. It was like, hey, like maybe this is a tough team to go up against right now. And then having OL Reign be the one to sort of snap things back into reality. Lord, I thought you made a really good point in the preview. You said like, hey, this this could be a game that could maybe determine a couple of other different things in the playoff picture. Is this going to be the game that's, that's maybe going to have some implications for – outside of these two teams yeah. and look it was it was all rain in in, in this one uh, and that includes unfortunately all the goals quick start technically for the courage in this one mm-hmm. an own goal in the sixth minute by alana cook but the rain needing very little time to sort of turn things around and look big big time players make big time plays right you've got rose lavelle and Megan Rapino making things happen again mm-hmm. for this rain side. Lavelle with the equalizer in the 11 minute, and Megan Rapino with a delicious mm-hmm. scenario in the 26th minute to make things 2 1. And that's how this one closed out. That's all they needed. 
Yeah, I thought, you know, and I thought there was like North Carolina, I thought Tullis Joyce was really good and made some big saves in goal for them. I I still do slightly worry about, and I think I said this in the preview, OL Reign defensively, because they do commit so many players for, and I think for a team that um, is very much like, can be in consideration to to win the championship, right? To at least get to the the final and make their way. I mean, put themselves in a, that was a big win for them on the road. Um, But I think, you know, when you look at this North Carolina team, you know, they did put them under pressure and there could, there could have been some opportunities for them to go ahead at least. I mean, I think we saw in early on in that game too, how exposed OL Reign is on set pieces. I mean, it was wide open for Caroline that told us Joyce came. So I think those are some areas that need to be cleaned up. And I think it was just exactly what we saw. We thought North Carolina also being a little bit exposed defensively. So it kind of played out um, in the areas where we were like, oh, how's this going to go? Even though we did have North Carolina winning, I thought with the pressure on them to have to get the three points to put them in the best position playing at home with how they have been offensively, I thought they would have been um, a little bit more precise in front of goal. But, I mean, credit to credit to the rain. I mean, finding ways to get it done, at least getting points, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah. I thought I, Sullivan uh, was really good, though. In the, I mean, I always think of Sullivan. But even more in this game, I think she is such an important piece and will be, has always been, but will be going forward because she's such a linker. When she gets on the ball more and she's active, then she yeah. – she separates players like Dabina to be able to go forward. And I thought that was, was pretty um No, evident. it was evident they were working working trying to work that out a little bit. Mm-hmm. We have that linchpin and and kind of player to be able to sort of expose other other spaces, you know, on the pitch. I, look, it was I don't think it was for for lack of effort or, you know, combination. Mm-hmm. You know, it just for, it, out. it just again, I maybe it was one of these games where where Tullis Joyce just had another one, you know, yeah. for 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 all range, just started kind of coming coming up big, you know. And, and again, like similar to the spirit, like looking at at the rain and maybe their defensive shape, like how they've been pushing numbers, right? Yeah. In terms of in terms of the attack, but also having somebody like you know Lou Barnes out, like what is that going to look like for for this team? But um, again, yeah, this was this was a little bit had it was like, hey, like is this going to be a little bit of a sniff of the playoffs going on here in, in this yeah. game. And, and I thought it was good. I thought it was exciting in, in, in that aspect that I was, I was quite surprised, quite frankly, to had not seen more goals in the second half. Yeah. Um, but that's also not uncommon with this rain side, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, we see them collect their chances and unfortunately not get the finish. Um, and it's, it's kind of wild to me to imagine that this game was more or less wrapped up in terms of the scoreline um, in, in the first half. And again, for, for, for Carolina, again, similar to the spirit, they're still making this, this push, um, yeah. you know, kind of on the outside looking in just, just, uh, you know, outside of the positions of the upper half of the table, um, but still going to need some things to work out in, in, in front of them. And similar to most teams in their position, got to win out. And this is not uh, one that's uh, particularly helpful of a, of a result, but we'll see where they land uh, in, in the next week. Uh, let's yeah. talk a little well, I'm bit about... Gonna, well, I'm just going to add one thing too, because yeah. I think you do make a good point about Lou Barnes being out and Jimena Lopez, obviously not new to the league and excellent yeah. foot. But then you also have Vanderyacht, you have Stanton that made yeah. the, the start. So, I mean, I think that absolutely needs to be highlighted because oh, it was, yeah. we're seeing their depth as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was saying I was a little bit worried defensively, but also you're making some changes here and you're yeah. playing on the road against a really good North Carolina team 
um, especially with some of their attackers, obviously some of the best in the league. So that is, that is a huge result away from home yeah. at this point in time in the season and the match that meant so much. So no, that's a good, that's a good point to, to bring up and make too, because you would imagine, I think anyone would imagine that this phase of the season, it's really about continuing to kind of keep your usual suspects right mm-hmm. in order on the pitch. Like you want to have your typical starting 11 continue to get as much playing time together as you're possibly heading into, um, you know, the phase of the playoffs. Um, so to be able to have some of your players who are mostly consider your considered your depth players get out here and go and continue to get, uh, you know, these types of minutes and continue to put on these types of performances, I think bodes well, yeah. you know, especially if you're one of those upper half table teams and you have what's considered your depth players or your bench players getting massive minutes and knowing that they can mm-hmm. essentially rise up to the occasion should you need to call their number yeah. in a potential playoff scenario. So, yeah, I'm in agreement with you. That's a really good point um, it's to bring up out of this game for the rain. For Chicago Red Stars in Houston, this is where things started to turn for us a little bit, Lori. <laughs> In terms of our picks, listen, I said I wasn't going to – I can't do it. I had to manifest as much as I could for Chicago from here on out, and I said I'm not picking against them on attacking third from here on out. And, look, the 1-0 scoreline, I think for me, Lori, again, is another one of these games where it doesn't tell the whole story yeah. of some of these matches that we saw. There were there were a few games, right? I think you can make an argument for any of these games that, oh, it's going to be a playoff preview or it's going to have a playoff energy. But there's so there's some – Particular games here that really kind of had that more than other, and I think that this was one of them for sure. One zero, all three points going to Houston. The scenarios coming into this game, I mean, you had two teams level on points. They had like four <laughs> tiebreakers between them. I mean, this was absolutely the type of game that you were looking at and said something has to, something has to give you, something has to break for these two teams sitting, uh, you know, just between each, uh, just between each other in the standings level on points, and then now goes by way of Houston right now as they got all three points. 25th minute, Ebony Salmon. Massive. This this goal, ridiculous. Quarterbacked by Jane Campbell. Outrageous. Give me some of your thoughts on this game. Yeah, I thought that was uh, was one of my – if that's probably my favorite goal of, this, of the weekend. Oh, I thought yeah. it was, and it, it made it makes sense because with the way um, Chicago set up with the three backs, that's how you can expose a three back if you go yep. quickly, good ball in, and then um, final pass into Salmon, and that is a difficult. That is such a difficult finish. Oh. I mean, for her to be taking it um, and just trying to curl it around, obviously against the <laughs> the best and with Alyssa Nair yeah. too. So. Yeah, I thought that was a, a fun goal, a, a great goal. And I thought I, I think you make a good point. This is a game that was pretty back and forward, pretty even. Can, and you would expect that, right, between these two teams. I think they were even uh, identical in goal differential coming in. This yeah. game too. So it's yeah. like outrageous how even even these two teams are. I mean, obviously opportunities for, for Chicago, even in that, the opening minutes of the second half with Rachel Hill finding some space, playing yeah. Steven, Ella Stevens. I, that should have been in the back of the net. That should have been the yep. equalizer. Um, but, you know, back and forth. And I think regardless, these two teams are in, in good positions, right? Um, and yeah, this is what you need, right? I think this is this is what you need for these two teams at this point in time, given the season. I still kind of think even though Houston is – wouldn't consider them a young team, but they do have young players and they're young in terms of their 
yeah. exposure to the playoffs recently, yeah. right? And then you have Chicago, who we do know is young. They have some better players, obviously, in their spine that are so important. They've been here. They're in the championship last year. We all know that. However, I think this was an important game to like figure out ways for Houston to get the win away from home at this point in time in the season, right? To like yeah. get them back on track. And I think Chicago still are like, okay, listen, we've had some inconsistencies, but we've also been consistent in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And you just you bounce back and you find a way to get the next get points at the next game. So I think it is an, in mentality wise was an important game regardless of the result. Cause I think both yeah. teams will take something from that. Yeah. I'm with you. I think coming out of um, the match week that the Red Stars had, right. Mm-hmm. Kind of having the, the game on Friday and then going to Wednesday and then now having a game on uh, Saturday. Um, it was a, a little bit of a, a match heavy week for them. And I'm not, nece- I didn't necessarily see like something like, Oh, the legs are getting lost underneath them. And you sort of heard things out of the post game where it didn't necessarily sound like they were, you know, entirely de- dejected. I mean, even coming out of that, you know, four zero, you know, blowout that they had against mm-hmm. Kansas city, despite being the winners in that one, um, you know, Hill talking about how like, Hey, like, there were a ton of lessons in this game and um, you know, it's important for a young team like us because they have such so many young players to kind of build that confidence at the right time, but still mm-hmm. make sure that you're taking those lessons out of these games. And perhaps this was um, this game against Houston is another one of those types of games, but on this, this time they're just on, on the losing end um, of that one. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. One of those, those opportunities are going to come, come back and haunt you. If you do find yourself in the playoffs, mm-hmm. really good ball in good run, quite frankly, by Alice Stevens. I really think she's coming on pretty strong for this red stars team towards the uh, final stretch here. Um, those are the types of, of moments that you're going to want to absolutely nail in a playoff mm-hmm. yeah. c- uh, scenario uh, for real. So just sort of seeing, you know, Mal Pugh continuing her form in this one, despite not g- getting on the scoreboard again, we're watching this player, um, excel on the pitch at, at an incredible time for for this team and uh especially in dead ball scenarios as well mm-hmm. like mal Pugh is i'm not sure if there's a better dead ball scenario player right now uh if mal Pugh, and whether she's not winning him or trying to serve him mm-hmm. up um yeah she's been uh she's been uh, outstanding and got knocked around a little bit the bench wasn't happy was about that. There's some physicality and, not to yell, yeah, that, and you know i think of, of some of the games this weekend i think yeah. this was one of the ones that really did kind of have that that playoff yeah, uh, kind of, yeah. that, that playoff energy to it because you're, you're going to get a little physical sometimes in, in some of these games you know try mm-hmm. to um you know when you've got the heavy hitters going up against one another so uh, you can't shy away from that you know mm-hmm. I, I think once something like playoffs come around if chicago find themselves um you know, in another uh, playoff that, that that's something that, uh, you know, there's going to be footage on that, you know, there's going to, they're going to say, Hey, like you just give the red stars a little, get a little rough and tumble with them. Maybe you'll be able to, to go ahead and, and frustrate. So again, like there's a lot of good things here, I think coming off for, for both teams. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I liked this one in particular because of how even they were going into this uh, match in the standings, but Houston said, we're coming out of here with the combo breakers. We got this one, all three points. <laughs> Good build up, I think, to 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 the the final game on Saturday night, right? We had that West Coast game that we were really excited about, and this one, San Diego Wave FC versus Angel City. I thought we were going to get back on track with this one, Lori. I was like, yes, San Diego <laughs> came through with our picks. We said, hey, there was so much build up 
for this match on the West Coast. San Diego was not going to come out here and lose this game. But I didn't know if I was going to anticipate such a narrow scoreline. And on top of that, the lone goal being the young legend Jaden Shaw in the 30th minute, 1-0 Angel City. Again, another one, all you needed to get all three points. But three starts for this player, three goals. Give me some of your takeaways from this match, Lori. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, first of all, the celebration won the weekend, too. The the, the surfers and the for the wave. But great goal by Jaden Shaw. And I think she continues to show her maturity beyond her yeah. years. I mean, it is it is awesome. And and, and to do it in front of 32,000, right? I think even Allie and Jen had asked about that. What's going through your mind? They were saying that during the broadcast when they interviewed her. Like, what's going through your mind at this point in time? Are you nervous? Are you having fun? And she was like, it's a combination. And it's like, this is what you love to hear, right? And yeah. I think, I mean, we're see, we see that with Trinity Rodman. We see that with some a lot of these young players that are starting to come into the league. And um, it's, it's really fun to see. So what a moment um, for San Diego and what a moment for Jaden Shaw. Uh, you know, long stretches of the, the game, though, credit to Angel City. They yeah. continue to find their nuisance. I mean, yeah. they're quite frankly a nuisance. And, and credit to their, their entire team because they're finding ways to – put pieces and the personnel together that, that make them succeed. And I mean, we even saw um, June Indo have to drop a little bit deeper, but continue, yeah. continue to influence the attack. Um, I mean, I'm picturing a ball that she played into, I think it was McCaskill kind of late in, midway, late into the second half that like opened up um, an attack for them. And it's just like the smallest little details like that, but they're finding ways. And I thought they were the better team. I mean, you didn't even see San Diego have many chances at all, even in the second half. So, but listen, I think the storyline of this season to me is we think, you know, MVPs is the attack and gosh, there has been yeah. like, my goodness, there's been some great goals this season and yeah. it has been wild, but the goalkeeping. Oh my God. God get out of town. Yeah. Like what is up? And Kaylin Sheridan, I mean <sighs> read it the like, whole way. Yeah. That's the thing I mean, too. It wasn't, you know? great, it wasn't a great penalty kick, especially on McCaskill's um her ability to take yeah. um penalty kicks. But regardless, if it was you still have to make the save and I yeah. mean that's a massive save. And I think that's another huge three points and big loss of th- at least one point. Yeah. What, however you want to say it, two points, right, for um, for Angel City because that at least would have given them a point going in. I think, this. too, in, in terms of their, in their place in the standings right now, yeah. I mean, we're talking weeks, weeks yeah. and weeks now. This Angel City side has just been hovering mm-hmm. at that sev- seventh place position, and they just were have been unable to sort of break through and yeah. – get into the mix of the upper half of the table and every point counts right at Mm -hmm. this point on moving forward and the opportunity finally did come by way of of a penalty kick scenario but yeah I'm with you Sheridan one of the best in in this league in terms of, of, of penalty kick situations and just sort of reading it the entire mm-hmm. way, uh, knowing, you know, where McCaskill was was going to take it. And and unfortunately, uh, McCaskill's in kind of, you know, shooting it in, in a, you know, it's kind of in a level in which it was going to possibly be savable, you know, for yeah. a goalkeeper making that leap, that type mm-hmm. of leap towards their, their, their right. I had to think about that for a second towards yeah. their right. Um, but um, I think, right, again, I said it earlier, I think in that, in that, in that rain uh, game with, your big time players making big, big yeah. time plays, right? And then in, in, in this scenario, it's it's Sheridan 
mm-hmm. for for the wave, quite frankly, and um, massive scenes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you love to see that a record breaking crowd of, of 32,000. It, it's Snapdragon. It was, it, it was great on, on the broadcast came through sound. Everyone sounded great on the feed. Mm-hmm. So shout out to everybody who went there, including a massive wave of, of angel city fans yeah. and, and support. That's the fun uh, angle of that, right? When you've got the regional rivalry in place, but all three points for San Diego, they want to make sure they continue to stay involved in that shield race and uh, chase history as an, yeah. exp- as an expansion team. They keep finding ways. I mean, obviously they lost last weekend to to Washington, right? But they're finding ways. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's like good on them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. This one we had pegged as a draw, Lori, and I was thrilled when we got to be correct in this one, although I wasn't too sure about it. I thought at one point, okay, 0-0 still the draw, right? But we actually got a couple goals in this one down the stretch. Kansas City current versus Portland Thorns FC. We had to wait late in the game for this one to get some breakthrough goals. 1-1. Rocky Rodriguez for the Thorns in the 87th minute. And then you have Haley Mace in 90th, 94th, 90 plus four minutes of stoppage time. A ridiculous dead ball situation and just delivering the current a result. Thoughts on this one, Lori? <laughs> well, I'm still going with the, the goalkeeping um, admiration and celebration. Ranch, Amy Branch, we called it, though. That was the one thing that we did. It was, I mean – she could easily be up there in the MVP. Um, it should be right. Like not just, I'm not even just saying like, you know, goalkeeper of the year. I'm saying these, some of these goalkeepers have been. Yeah. They have MVP cases. Honestly. French yeah. has been such a catalyst um, for this team and their success. And like, my goodness, she was awesome again. And especially with Elizabeth ball that we talked about being out for yellow card accumulation. Yeah. Um, but this Kansas city, I think uh, I, I love this game. I thought it was, a, you know, you have a, a Portland team that had a lot of rest. I like the way that they play. I think that they have – you bring in a Rocky Rodriguez off the yeah. bench. Like, I mean, we've known that throughout, right? So, yeah. they have a lot of depth. Um, she added a lot, I think, when she came in um, as a sub, obviously getting the go-ahead goal. But this is a this is a Kansas City team that continues to have this mentality of, like, <laughs> we're in this and we're going we're gonna to fight to the end. It, it might not be the prettiest thing, but – I, I yelled out loud when um, when the Haley Bay goal went in. I, <laughs> I like, if I was in that wall, I wouldn't even have yeah. to watch it. I would have just ducked if that was coming at me. I'd be like, ah. So it's the situation of it. It's, it's just a, it's just a situational moment of, of it all. It's like. Yeah. You know, stoppage at the death. It was literally at the death yeah. for this team. Um, and God, what a time for for Kansas yeah. City and for Mace specifically, right? She's been. We're talking about you know in players and their individual performances that have sort of uh, shown through and, and have really uh, you know shined on the pitch for their teams. And, and while we're talking about AD French and goal, you know Haley Mace is one of these players where their current are very clearly a much better team when she's on, you know, and available uh, for them. So, you know, splitting the points between these two teams and um, we had multiple shiftings in the standings, uh, you know, throughout the weekend from Friday to Sunday, but here is where they end now ahead of next week. We've got San Diego wave on top of the standings with 34 points. Houston dash number two, 33 Kansas city in third place with, 33 points as well. Portland Thorns, fourth place with 32 points. And we've got Oil Rain 
in fifth place with 31 points. Chicago Red Stars in sixth place with 30 points. And we're looking at the bottom half of the table. It's still Angel City in seventh place with 26 points. North Carolina Courage in eighth place with 25. Orlando Pride in ninth with 21. Washington Spirit in 10th with 19 points. And out of playoffs is Racing Louisville in 11. And we've got New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC in 12th place. So some interesting things to take a look at and keep an eye on in the week ahead. But we've got Women's Super League action to recap for you all in this episode as well. We're going to do that, though, after a quick break. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right. Let's chat Women's Super League. Quick reminder, you can watch NWSL games and Women's Super League games on Paramount+. Plus. We finally had the return of Women's Super League. There was been a pause in play by the FA due to the passing of Queen Elizabeth, so there was a postponement of the opening weekend for Women's Super League, but back to action over the course of the weekend. We had Arsenal uh, kick things off with a massive win. A couple big winners over this weekend. And uh, look, a couple massive upsets, which we are excited to talk about. But Arsenal uh, defeating uh, Brighton and Hove Albion 4-0. Manchester United also putting up four on Reading over the weekend. Then we had West Ham defeating Everton 1-0. Leicester City and Tottenham ending 2-1 Spurs taking all three points in that one. But we got to talk about a couple of these games where you could watch them exclusively on Paramount Plus if you missed them. But Aston Villa defeating Manchester City 4-3 and Liverpool upsetting (laughs) Chelsea (laughs) 2-1. Lori, let's talk about it. (laughs) Because, listen, these were the games that absolutely had me in my feelings. I was like, did we just make terrible picks and as we went through them we, we weren't so bad in nwsl but we definitely <laughs> we definitely were off a little bit on, on, on women's super league look I, I we were talking about aston villa going up against manchester city and saying you know i i thought i maybe there was going to be a draw you know mm-hmm. i thought we would see some 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 fun competitive soccer i thought hey maybe there's going to be a little bit of that like you know, preseasony or or game one, technically match day two, kind of rust to still kick off things. Uh, and and look on paper, you look at Manchester City and they've got a pretty talented roster, yeah. up yeah. and down, right? But I was just kind of like, I don't know what we're gonna see from Coach Garrett Taylor and what decisions we're gonna see from from this team. And um, for a second there, it looked like you were gonna be right, Laura. I know you had Man Man City in this one, yeah. but. 
Aston Villa coming come from behind. Rachel Daly leading the way, quite frankly, in this one. 4-3. <laughs> what were you thinking when you saw this scoreline? <laughs> I was like, well, listen, thank you, because we love goals. And yeah. this was also like the soccer gods are setting us up for the Man City-Chelsea game this coming weekend. So two teams yep. lost that we didn't yep. expect to. Um, however, I mean, credit to Aston Villa. Like a couple of those goals were certainly off of their defensive play in their own oh, attacking yeah. half that just picked off um, Man City. I think the one thing that was evident to me, though, is with how good Man City is, um, you know, what does this team look like maybe without Akira Walsh, who's going to be yeah. like setting play, right? And I think sometimes that's the risk you run when you have like so much of like these great players, attacking players, but then who's going to kind of be the one in the spine? Yeah. That's going to be like, just like shut things down or keep the tempo moving or um, speed it up when necessary, slow things down. And so I'll be curious what this looks like going forward for Man City. But I mean, obviously have like the ability to win these games and could have easily, well, I say easily, loosely, could have won this game, Man City, right? But um, Acevilla, great energy, great first goal from Rachel Daly. I mean, just like yeah. almost swinging around. We've seen her do that time and time again with Houston, though. I mean, I like a Rachel Daly. I mean, I get in with England. Um, playing right back, but I yeah. love a Rachel Daly up top. I oh mean, yeah, what a test what a, and like just take some great touches to like um, draw defenders in, set players up. Does a lot on her own, but um, it was fun to see her again. And this is a fun back and forth game, right? And I think um, even though I I really thought Man City was going to come away, poof, oh, man. setting themselves up. So yeah, no, it was also like the, you just saw like the timing of, of some of these goals, right? Like yeah. it was a wild like second half particularly right from from like that early like 50th minute through through the 60th yeah, minute like back, oh, we're gonna go back and forth and it was just kind of like oh my goodness like what's what's going on here um yeah no massive performance right from uh from 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 rachel daly good to see that uh we look we know that uh with the lionesses she's a she's an outside back but we got to the the treat of watching her in nwsl as as an attacker and seeing her as an attacker and i love that when ashton villa went ahead and made this acquisition for Mm -hmm. for rachel daly this transfer between them and houston dash uh they addressed it right away the coach was like listen we know where she plays for the Lions, but we want Rachel Daly to come to Nashville yeah. and be and be an attacker. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, keep keeping keeping you know on brand, right? Keeping keeping true to their word, and we got to see uh, see that come to life. You know, mm-hmm. quite frankly, a little bit of a gaff too, right? With that kind of game winner ultimately from yeah. from from Rachel Daly. We just saw her continuing her run, keeping up, following you know the ball, mm-hmm. and just a little bit of a dribble right inside the box. She was able to go ahead and poach and yeah. and, and and put it away in the 76th minute. But uh, it felt end to end at one it point, is. and and you could see like like the the scenes out of it, right? Like just mm-hmm. sort of the uh, what it meant to a franchise like like Aston Villa, like going into this game mm-hmm. again. Like not only was did you look at maybe the rosters and and, and perhaps give the advantage to to Manchester City with some of the talent that they have across their across the roster but you look at Aston Villa you also had something like history right between these yeah. two teams that, that that you're looking at like having lost four of their their women's super league matches against Manchester City and within that conceding 17 goals while failing to score themselves so it's like you sort of had these like different scenarios coming in and leading up into it and, and knowing all of that the history between it you just absolutely saw 
you know, yeah. the players, the, the the coaching staff, like what it what it meant to them to sort of get this get this win, and it was delightful uh, to see. But but other scenes as well, maybe disappointed ones for yeah. for Chelsea when we're looking at Liverpool taking on. Chelsea, look, we both win Chelsea and this one. How do you not? How do you pick against the the reigning title holders, right? So you mm-hmm. have Liverpool going up against Chelsea, and they pull off the win in this one, and they get the win two to one. But a little bit of different scenes in in this one. We're mm-hmm. talking all penalties, all penalty yeah. kick scenarios in sure. this game. Yeah. I don't, I had no idea. Like if you were if you were the betting type and you wanted to have some type of like you know kind of like quirky <laughs> bet, I you know and say like you know what every single goal in this match is going to be a PK. Listen, keep betting because you're yeah. a genius. No one had that bet. No one imagined that scenario in this game, let alone a two-one victory by way of the Reds. So what a way to reintroduce your well uh, yourselves back into the league. Yeah, Katie Stengel, we're talking about Houston, former Houston Dash players. Katie Stengel back in the mix, scoring the two penalty kicks. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There was also the the offside call on Sam Kerr early on in the game that, to me, was um, unfortunate, not offside. That would have been, you know, a game changer. It would have gone up 2-0. But, you know, I think that the interesting thing, Chelsea – Domination in terms of possession, you just kind of felt like there was a lack, a little bit of freshness and like sharpness um, to them. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, the same with Man City. I'll be curious, but more so with Chelsea. I think you just get back to the training ground. You're not, you're upset with that, um, that loss, right? But you, you learn from it and, and you keep going. So, but huge, huge from Liverpool kept in it. Yeah, you know, to go down that early too. I mean, it wasn't just like any penalty kick. It was like you're talking the opening minute yeah. of of the match, right? And you have Frank Kirby, uh, you know, setting up to convert, and they're already leading one one zero by by the third minute of this game. But it was good to sort of see Liverpool kind of play themselves back into the game a bit. Mm-hmm. They obviously looked a little bit better, in you know, in, in transition for for me, you know, and, and at one point thought maybe it could have been one one going into uh, uh going into early into into the first half there but uh I guess all's well that ends well and we've got a couple of upsets uh that uh, introduced themselves to Paramount Plus audiences I thought it was a nice way to say hey keep watching women's super league on Paramount Plus uh delightful uh, glad we're able to to chat all things NWSL and women's super league now on attacking third and I'm happy to be able to do that with you too Laura. so thanks for for being here with me yeah, and making sure I have somebody to talk about soccer with thanks everybody for joining us today in the live we appreciate whenever you come through and join us on our episodes thanks so much for listening to attacking third download follow and listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts apple podcast spotify google podcast you can subscribe to us on youtube to know whenever we go live it's official women's super league is in action it's official playoff push going on in nwsl watch all the action on paramount plus Lori and i will be back on wednesday with so much more for sandra Herrera and Lori Lindsay. this was attacking third let's go it's the most all-star studded challenge ever and this time it's every competitor for themselves best challenge ever the challenge all-stars new season now streaming on paramount plus Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.